later. On the Blaze Radio Network. Rabbi Daniel Lappin, On Demand. I don't know about the theology and the belief of Mormons. I will say without hesitation that it must be the theology, philosophy, holy scriptures, and beliefs of Mormons that make Mormons among the most kind, peaceful, law-abiding Americans. Just take a look at their behavior, and that is the only basis on which I think it's fair to judge people. Rabbi Daniel Lappin, on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Mike Slater. Slater, Slater. Slater Radio on the Tweet Machine. And uh, the video of our trip to the San Diego Pride Parade last week is on our Facebook page. You can just search for the Mike Slater Show on Facebook. You'll see it right there. Talking about group identity theory because how can the people we talk to, the 50 people we talk to, no one, or I should say everyone, thought that more than 25% of men were gay. <laughs> How can it be like, ah, 48%? Like, what? How can you possibly think that? The answer is 1.8. So group identity theory is the uh, is what we were just chatting about. And the short of it is uh, when you put yourself, when you identify yourself, when your self-worth is in a the concept of a group and being a member of a group, in this case based on your sexual identity, then you will naturally inflate the size of the group to inflate your own self-worth. Now, if you define yourself based off of something independent of the group, then it doesn't matter how big the group is because you are your identity is in something different than that, which is what I would encourage everyone, uh, certainly that parade and anywhere else, to, to do. Um, here, here's one other problem with group identity is when you put your identity into a group, your identity is dependent on other groups losing, right? So, so your, your group is depend. Your identity is dependent on your group winning, other groups losing, tearing down other groups. Football is a great example of this. I watched Silver Linings Playbook last weekend for the very first time. Really, really liked it. And um, the uh, the dad in the movie is obsessed with the Eagles, right? Crazy obsession with. The Eagles, and so many people I know are obsessed, and they place their identity, their own personal identity, on being a Cowboys fan. And they get so worked up over a football game, I know people who are depressed all week if their team loses. And they're liable to get in a fight with someone who's wearing the the wrong team's hat. I'm not even kidding. And it's because their identity, for some reason, isn't a team, so other teams must lose or else I am the loser. Now, that's football. The thing is, we do that all the time with other things like race, ethnicities, and geography, and professions, and social classes, and all the rest. If you define yourself by a group, you're more likely to tear down other groups. C.S. Lewis talked about um, pride. And I love this quote. He said, pride is essentially competitive by its very nature. Pride gets no pleasure out of having something, only out of having more of it than the next man. We say that people are proud of being rich or clever or good-looking, but they're not. They're proud of being richer or cleverer or better-looking than others. 
If everyone else became equally rich or clever or good-looking, then there would be nothing to be proud about. So it's the comparison that makes you proud, the pleasure of being above the rest. So that's why people at the Pride Parade walked around and, and, and walk around thinking that 40% of men are gay because it's a competition. They have to lift up the size of their group because their identity is dependent on it. And again, my frustration is every single person at that Pride Parade is worth so much more than their sexual preference. Right, you, you, that may be a part of who you are, if you want to do that, but <clears throat> that's not who you are. You are much, much more than that. Every single person there and every single person listening, of course. I want to end with this note here. Um, this deserves a longer study, but we've got a couple minutes here. One of my favorite books is called Resilience by Eric Greitens. Incredible man. Really one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. Former Navy SEAL and Rhodes Scholar. Because why not, right? <laughs> like this man, if I sat down for 10 minutes and I straight up made up a resume, I could make up anything I wanted. It, could, it would not be as impressive as Eric Greitens. And he actually did these things. And in his book, he says, we all have it backwards. He says, society has it backwards. People always ask, how do you feel? We're always asking, how do you feel? When you're sick, doctors say, how do you feel? Walking around, see some friends. Hey, man, how you doing? How do you how you feeling? You feeling good? That's the first question. How do you feel? And then people start to think, well, if I'm feeling a certain way, then I should act in a certain way. And if I act in a certain way often, then that builds my identity. That defines who I am. But in reality, Eric says, we got to flip it. The first question we have to ask ourselves is not, how do I feel? The question is, who am I? And who do I want to be? And once you answer that, then you can say, all right, I want to be this person. Therefore, I must act this way. And then when you act this way, that will determine how you feel. Do you see that? So it, it flips it. In our culture today, we believe everything you do should be determined based off how you feel. Right? Figure out how you feel, then determine how you should act. And Eric Wrighton says, no, 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 no. Figure out who you want to be first. Then act. That will determine how you feel. Feeling should not be, how you feel should not drive who you are. It should be the result of who you are. Isn't that awesome? I'm not taking credit for that. I think it's brilliant. And we know it's true. We know, we know how you act determines how you feel. If you sleep for four hours, then you're in a bad mood, right? Like how you act, you don't sleep a lot, results in how you feel. If you eat junk food, you feel differently than if you eat healthy. So we know how you act determines how you feel, but we don't recognize it enough. We put such an emphasis on feelings when we should put an emphasis on our actions. So back to the uh, pride parade. It's a lot of people who define themselves on group identity, which is based on sexual identity. 
And when you present the truth that the group is is 1.8% of the population, they feel less. Now, that wasn't my goal. I didn't want to make anyone feel less, which is why we stopped telling people the answer. But that's a lesson for all of us on how we define ourselves. And we have to define ourselves more than petty things. Right? We have to define ourselves on something that matters, something that lasts, something that transcends how you feel or what pop culture says you should feel or what's trendy or whatever. Right? To define yourself on something eternal. So don't worry about how you feel. <laughs> Seriously, don't worry about how you feel. Ask, who do I want to be? And then act accordingly. one 3393 Let me... I just retweeted it. So you can watch the video on our uh, Twitter, Slater Radio, and also on the Facebook page. You can search for the Mike Slater Show on Facebook. All right, coming up, we got a lot more to do. Um, I want to talk about the Planned Parenthood video, most recent one, but but really just this whole thing because we we talked with the on my local show we talked with the guy who's leading this whole thing, and there's more to come. And Planned Parenthood is even scared that there's video of an actual abortion procedure where they use the sonogram to do it. Also, so Planned Parenthood is freaking out right now about the truth of what they do being exposed. We got a lot to talk about with it, um, including how we're so desensitized today. We're so incredible and we're desensitized to everything and including what Planned Parenthood is doing. I think most people are desensitized, but I want to go come back next to a, a New York times article written in 1871. Thinking, hold on, why, why are we going back to 1871? Because Planned Parenthood is accusing this group of an undercover sting operation. Therefore, to try to uh, you know, downplay what is actually in, or what was uncovered by the undercover sting operation, right? Attack the source, try and destroy the source. Well, this undercover sting operation it used to be called uh, something called journalism. And the New York Times did the exact same thing as this group did in 1871. And the article that this New York Times reporter wrote in 1871 could have been written yesterday. We'll talk about this article coming up next. one 888 Again, that Pride video is on our Facebook page. Search for The Mike Slater Show on Facebook. Spread the word. Mike Slater, part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network.